Everybody is always asking the question, what will be the next Tesla? What's going to be the next Amazon? And all you have to do is follow these steps, which I will show you today. The first thing we are going to look at is where $100 trillion is about to go. Yes. All right. Second thing is breaking bottlenecks. All over the place, we are seeing these bottlenecks, supply chain issues, and so on. This affects where the money is going to go as well, but it impacts you as the individual. The third thing I want to look at is inflation versus stocks. Many people believe that stocks are somehow protected from inflation, and yet Historically, that has not been the case. I've got some information on that and so much more. Let's begin. Okay, no sugarcoating it. Here it is. Keynote remarks by Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen. This is what she had to say. You could see that rising to the challenge of climate action will require the wholesale transformation of our carbon intensive economies. It's a global transition for which we have estimated the price tag. Some have put the global figure between 100 and 150 trillion dollars over the next three decades at the same time. This is the greatest economic opportunity of our time. What are they telling you? They are signaling to you where 100 trillion to 150 trillion is going to go over the next three decades. You could agree with this, or you can disagree with it, but the money, it's going in that direction. This is happening from the governments, but also from private enterprise. Look at the ESG funds. ESG funds have seen billions upon billions of dollars entering every single year and what did these ESG funds hold? Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, whatever. All of these different companies. And why? They have nothing to do with environment and all of these things. It's because of the name behind it. They want to look good for their investors. They want to say, oh, we're doing a good thing here. And the money flows their way. This is extremely important to understand. Let's take a step further, and then we'll get into some of the information I believe is really pertinent to break down. Everything in the $1 trillion infrastructure bill, new roads, electric school buses, Great Lakes restoration, and more. Out of Forbes, they break down what the trillion dollar spending bill is all about. And you can read the whole thing, but I'm just going to skim through it really quickly just to hit a couple points. First of all, it's a 2,700-page bill. Nobody has read it. Roads and bridges are getting $110 billion. Public transit, $39 billion. Amtrak, $66 billion. Broadband internet, electric grid, electric cars, buses and ferries, clean drinking water, great rivers and lakes, airports, road safety. And of course, there's more when you go down a little further. But you can read the information in two different ways. You could look at it and say, well, that's good that there's investments that are happening, the tax dollars are getting used, and you may agree with it, you may not. Or you can look at this as an investor and say to yourself, we're about to see a trillion dollars being spent over the next little while, and where is that money going, and where should I have my money if I could possibly take advantage of it? 
So look at it in those two ways. This is really key because you're seeing $100 trillion globally flowing into green energy and changing the way we do things. And then at the same time, you've got these spending bills that come out one after the other, and they tell you where the money's going to go. Now, of course, it may not actually go to the infrastructure. It might get sent to companies doing things with the infrastructure and then squandering it. We'll see. That's absolutely what happens every time. But you can read this information and say to yourself, well, if that company's getting the contracts, maybe that's the company I want to invest in. That's up to you to decide. I can't tell you. Smaller U.S. ports pitch for cargo as California's logjams swell. So all of the while here, we are seeing this massive inflationary boom from the investments that are happening from the private sector, as well as in the government end. And then we are watching as the ports fill up with all of this stuff. Okay, look at it. Florida's Jacksonville, California's Oakland want more cargo. It's getting so bad at LA Long Beach, which I'll show you in just a second, that these places... They're just, you know, that's the most common ports, obviously. So you're watching what should be something, you know, pretty standard is now going to these extra levels, extraordinary levels. And you've got the others saying, hey, uh, you know, you bring your bring your cargo here. We can take it. Analyst warns about smaller ports drowning in their own success. We'll see what happens, but I just found it to be interesting. Wanted to bring that to you. Congestion at the port of Los Angeles. America's largest port is currently facing a massive bottleneck of shipping containers. I thought this little um, diagram here was interesting. Just showing you that there are 540,000 containers just waiting in the harbor. 18,000 containers are loaded per day. Do you see a problem there? Yes. Okay, so we have got a, a, a whole series of issues that are piling up at this time. Then you have this. Port of New York and New Jersey reports slower growth pace after 13 months. Is that a good sign? Certainly, if they're able to move that cargo through, but uh, it remains to be seen how this will be you know, in the coming months. Okay, so they just give you the details for the first time in more than 13 months, cargo volume rose at a slower pace in September. But understand that it's rising, but it's rising at a slower pace. Okay. And, you know, I want to get into this more a little bit in the second half. But for the for right now, I just want to break it down in the money GPS insights. I just want to say first, if you appreciate the information, if you think that this is enjoyable and informative to you, please hit that thumbs up button. It's right down there to support the channel. There has never been an inflationary wave like we have seen today. If you want to take advantage of this as an investor, you've got to see which businesses, which sectors, companies, and of course, investments are potentially going to see money floating their way. Investors can look at this information closely to determine where that money where those trillions are in fact moving you could see this it is documented i show it to you here on this channel i give everybody the resources and the details they need to know whether it's coming from the epfr or whether this is simply outlined in different articles and white papers and so on 
So keep an eye on the information real closely. If you hit that thumbs up, you're going to be able to be notified of these videos. And of course, being subscribed helps to get this information as up to date as you possibly can. You've seen this before, but the restaurants are increasing their prices. And now restaurant prices could see double digit increases in the coming year. And it's not because the owners are greedy, they say, it's because of the input costs. Whatever the case may be, people are paying more, not just at the restaurants, but at the grocery store as well. When they go to fill up the tank of gas and everything else, everything is more expensive. You're looking at trying to get a couch for your house, going to take you three months if you're lucky, and it's going to be way more expensive the last time you had to buy a coach. It goes on and on and on. Everything is rising considerably. It's not just if you want to go eat at those fancy restaurants that are selling you gold-covered steaks. No, it's just regular everyday items. Help really wanted. No degree, work experience, or background checks. You know that there's an issue going on when they're basically just willing to take anybody. Employers are easing job requirements and speeding up the hiring procedures to survive a US labor market with more openings than applicants. I read uh, fairly recently that people that are low income earners made a lot of money or, or let's say a decent sum in cryptocurrencies and as a result, aren't going back to the labor force. They quit their job and they say, I'm not going back at least yet. So they're writing this out. So many people, they don't want the low paying jobs. They're, those jobs, quite frankly, are gonna be replaced by robotics and automation, whether it's a drone delivering food, or maybe it's a robot flipping your burgers, or it's an AI that you talk to at the drive-through of your fast food restaurant, slowly, or hey, the, you know, the self-checkouts, Everybody is being replaced slowly but surely. It's going with the easy things first, the low-hanging fruit, and it's going to be more complex as the years go on. History suggests that stocks won't like inflation. And this has been the topic you know, for, for a long time that, hey, if I'm invested in assets and we get a hyperinflation, well then, I'll be good. But it doesn't necessarily work like that. And you know, this article here, which I, I don't have time to fully get into, but I think it's important for you to understand this. You look at the first half of the 70s and hey, inflation seems to be helping, but the second half, not so much. Okay, so they just give you the charts in here. This is from Real Investment Advice, one of my favorite resources, uh, just breaks it down completely. Uh, it just goes in over and over and over again, just talking to you about this historically and, and so on. But I think it's more important to understand the nuances here because it's not so linear. Please understand this. What's happening? What's going on? Tesla surpasses a whole index worth of energy industry leaders. I mean, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Look at this. Here it is, Tesla and this one. I mean, it's going straight up. It's going to the moon? Yes. Now, on many different indicators, it is very, very overbought. And what I had noted here was that Elon Musk, I'm not sure if I pulled this up here. Yes, I did. I'll show you now. I was going to show you later. Much is made lately of unrealized gains being a means of tax avoidance. So I propose selling 10% of my Tesla stock. And at the time of this posting, 56% are saying yes. 
and if you look at the follow-up here underneath this, he said, I'm going with this, you know, whichever way it goes, I don't care, I'm going to go with it. So under the assumption that, you know, the, it eventually goes, yes, he's going to be selling 10% of his Tesla stock. He doesn't say when and how it's all going to be. I'm sure it's not going to try to be in, in a short period of time. It's going to be extended over a period. What does that do to the stock itself when the biggest of all whales starts to sell off? You know already at 10%. You, I'm sure he'll dictate if this happens. He, I'm sure he'll dictate over the course of how long. But what would that do you know, would that start a chain reaction? Would you hear Larry Ellison doing the same thing? Perhaps some of these other billionaires? And of course, you can argue why this is happening right at this time as, as a stock is hitting all-time highs. That's up to you to decide. But I just pose that question. Buffett's cash pile tops record with $149.2 billion on hand. He could buy entire companies, massive companies, but instead, simply waiting. Buy when there's blood in the streets, according to Templeton. And then I just wanted to end off with this one. China's Evergrande strapped for cash offloads its jets. You got to see the jets that this company had. I mean, they converted them, made them beautiful with, with round tables inside these jets. I mean, incredible. But they sold off two other Gulf Streams to try to recoup this cash, selling at a loss, of course. Um, they're not appreciating like the used cars are, it seems. Uh, but I just think it's interesting to see what they're doing, the, the lengths that they're going to. As an investor, you would want to see that. Hey, get rid of the corporate jet. We don't need that. We need the bondholders to be paid. We need the buildings to be built and so on. So we'll see what happens over the long term. I'm going to keep you up to date on the Evergrande issue and everything else. If you appreciate the information, hit that thumbs up button. You support the channel. You make it more likely to see these videos in the future. If you haven't seen this one, you've got to check it out. All right, click it and I'll see you there.